Okay, NBA free agency is effectively done. A bulk of the deals have been signed, except for Bogdanovich. We're just waiting to see if Sacramento will match the offer sheet that was presented to him by Atlanta. I would, if I was Sacramento, match that. You don't want to lose an asset for nothing. Worst case scenario, just trade Bogdanovich to get something back down the line. But I wanted to give my five takeaways from this free agency period. So we'll start with number one, and that's the price for elite shooting is extremely high. So Davis Bertans and Joe Harris, both phenomenal outside shooters, signed for a combined $155 million. So Bertans did a five-year $80 million deal, and Joe Harris did a four-year $75 million deal. So for me, I don't like the Bertans deal, that's a bit too much, but the Joe Harris one I'm okay with because his movement off the ball is ridiculous. He's such an efficient player, he has no wasted dribbles, and he competes really hard defensively. He's a switchable wing. He also uh, cuts very hard off the ball, so he's more than just a shooter, whereas I'd probably put Bertans in the category of just a shooter. But it goes to show, nonetheless, just the price you have to pay for elite shooting, which makes a Philly fan like me feel really good the fact that we have Seth Curry who's a 44% shooter from three under contract for $8 million a year for the next three years. Number two is the Lakers have a better roster now than they did for the championship team. So just a mention of the guys they brought in, Gasol, Harrell, Wes Matthews and they re-signed KCP, not to mention they traded for Dennis Schroeder during the draft. So there's a lot to like with this roster. We know Harrell and his impact he can give the bench and that's sort of the same with Schroeder. They were probably competing for six man of the year but Harrell came away with it. Then Gasol, we know how smart he is on the offensive side of the ball and as well defensively. He makes good reads, can hit shots, is a beast down low and on top of that he's just such a good defensive center. He won't make stupid mistakes. He'll be a really good um, matchup for the elite centers in the Western Conference, like a Nikola Jokic, for example. On top of that, Wes Matthews, he might have lost a step, but he's still a guy that can knock down shots. He's a guy that competes defensively, and it's very similar to KCP, who they re-signed. We know KCP swung at least one game in the finals just due to his shot-making alone, so having um, Cordwell Pope back on the team for uh, the next two, three years is... is big for the Lakers, especially while they have AD and LeBron. You just need to surround them with as many defenders and then floor spaces on offense as possible. And so I think the Lakers have done a great job retooling for this year. My third takeaway is Charlotte and Detroit, like WTF, like what the hell are you guys doing? Firstly with Charlotte giving 120 million to a 30 year old in Gordon Haywood, who's only had one all-star appearance. He battled injuries throughout his time with Boston. He was never able to get back to his true Utah self where he was super effective. He might've shown some flashes, but not enough to warrant 30 million a year for the next four years. So it's just a brutal contract to give to a guy like him if you're Charlotte. I thought they were building something nice, but if everything goes well now, they'll probably be lucky to make an eighth or ninth seed. So I just don't like the move by Charlotte because they do have a young roster. They could have kept growing that, but it feels like just a, a massive overpay and a huge mistake. Then Detroit, I, similar to Charlotte, I didn't mind their draft. I, I like the direction they're going. They have Sadiq Bay, they have Killian Hayes now, they have Isaiah Stewart, even though I wasn't the big fan. Things were trending upwards. And then they go out and sign Plumlee, Okafor, Jeremy Grant, like none of these deals make any semblance of sense. I'm not a fan. 
I think Detroit will um, really suffer from these terrible contracts they've just gave out. Number four is the Phoenix Suns. They're making all the right moves to end up in the top six in the Western Conference when it comes to playoff time. I'm a big fan of what they did in free agency. Obviously, they traded for Chris Paul, but the, just their free agency signings were Jay Crowder, Etwan Moore, and then they re-signed Dario Saric. So if you just look at the 10-man rotation, which I've projected to be, it's Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Mikhail Bridges, Jay Crowder, DeAndre Ayton, and then on the bench you have Javon Carter, Etwan Moore, Cam Johnson, Dario Saric, and Smith, their number 10 draft pick. So there's a lot to like in that group. They do go deep. I think they will be a big threat. They were obviously coming off an extremely impressive um, bubble performance where they went 8-0. Booker next to Chris Paul will only help his game. Aiton working with Chris Paul only help his game. Monty Williams is shown to be a good coach. Really, really like Phoenix. And finally, my fifth takeaway is Atlanta are going all the way in for the playoffs this year. They really want to make the postseason in the East, and I think they've done enough to do it. I'm not sure I like their roster as much as I like Phoenix, but they've still done some pretty nice moves. They signed Gallinari, they signed Rondo, Dunn, and um, they've given out an offer sheet to Bogdanovich. So as long as Sacramento don't match it, he'll be a handy pickup. Their 10-man rotation um, was something I've projected out, similar to what I did with Phoenix. So I have Trey Young at the point guard, obviously Bogdanovich, assuming Sacramento don't match, playing the two. DeAndre Hunter playing the three. Gallinari playing the four. And Clint Capella playing the five. Off the bench, I then have Rondo, Chris Dunn, uh, Cam Reddish, John Collins, and their draft pick, Okongwu. So to me, that's a very nice 10-man roster, especially in the East. They should, worst case scenario, be looking at the 7-8 seed, potentially higher, depending on how some of these teams go.